Welcome back to Squishy Sandwich. My name is Renee Vincent, and I'm your host. And today is Veterans Day, and I definitely just got back from a blind grinder day. Some bitches do. This bitch won't get up in my squishy sandwich without a quote. Ain't no need to flex, you ain't even in my zone. You be trying to go, we already on the road. Don't kiss no toes, I be sitting on my throne. Don't multitask, you already on hold. No one to fold, this here is gold. Stripping off the mold, I So it is Veterans Day, and I spent the entire day just indoors and getting shit done because I definitely woke up thinking I had to work today and I completely forgot that it was a federal holiday. And so I quickly realized that it was, and I made a list of things to do and got most of it done. But most importantly, I finally made some space in my garage to paint and I knocked out a painting, which I'm, I don't know how to explain it. It's probably like the same feeling you get when you just get off. But when I finally throw paint on a canvas, it feels so good. It feels so authentically me. I had to stop myself for a moment because I started like, doing this little dance while I was painting and a little jig. I don't know what you want to call it, but I stopped myself and I was like, oh, wow, you're like enjoying yourself. This is really you. Like you are at your truest form when you're painting. This is your element. This is what you love. And so I ended up naming the painting True Form, uh, but it felt really good to finally get that out because I... I guess you could say I've been making excuses like this whole summer, like, oh, my garage is a mess because of the water damage. Oh, everything is put up because of the damages and whatever. And today I just finally just, you know what? Fuck it. I need to paint. I had this surprise day off, which isn't really a surprise. I just completely forgot. Air had me. Um, so it just felt really good to get that out of my system. Um, not out of my system, but it felt good to finally get that accomplished. That's something that I have been telling my therapist that I'm going to be do it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And then I never did it <laughs> until today. So I actually texted him a picture of the painting and I was like, oh my God, I finally painted. I took everything apart and finally did it. I remember Veterans Day while on active duty, we would always just like figure out where we're going to go eat. And some people would even go to multiple places like throughout the day just to get their free meal or whatever the hell they're going to get. Um, I don't eat that much, but thank you. Uh, I <laughs> didn't even get to do that today. I probably should have done that today on my date because I inadvertently ended up on the date with the veteran. I remember the decision of joining the military that day or that time period, I guess I should say, because, uh, I was living with, <laughs> I was living with my ex-boyfriend's parents who happened to be, um, lesbians who are lesbians, and uh, it was during a time when I had come out to my parents, and they didn't understand me. You know, they obviously were against it. They didn't understand what to do with me, basically. And at the time, my ex, because we had broken up, he was moving to California. His parents, his moms were moving to Colorado. And, you know, I had been staying with them for a while because I couldn't live at home. And they just said, hey, you know, we know that you and Carlos aren't together anymore, but, you know, we'd like to invite you to come stay in Colorado with us. I don't even think I thought about it twice. And I was like, yeah, sure. I think I want to do this. This is for me. Uh, I obviously couldn't 
stay at home. I mean, I could, but it would just be extremely uncomfortable. And where I lived at the time was in a very heavily military area. It was near a base. And so I grew up around people that were always in uniform. I always see them around. And I think a part of me did kind of look up to them and kind of I enjoyed seeing people in uniform. Uh, there was always a sense of awe and interest in like what their lives were like. And growing up in elementary school, you know, I think there, I did have a couple classmates that were uh, military brats. And I would remember for show and tell, they'd always bring these really cool things from different countries. And I would be jealous, you know, I'd be envious. And, you know, a little kid from parents from another country, a first generation. Yeah, I was <laughs> a bit jealous. And so I always took keen interest in other people's lives and cultures. And uh, military was definitely one of them. Moving to Colorado was a big stepping stone for me, obviously away from everything that I know, away from my tribe, my family, my tribe. I had mentioned to my parents that I did want to join the military, you know, that I was thinking about it. And they thought it was crazy. This is ludicrous. You know, they came, their perception of mil uh, military is what they experienced in El Salvador. You know, my grandfather on my dad's side was killed during a civil war, uh, gunshot to the head. And so they were displaced and they had that that experience with it. So for me to come here and do that, they felt like they had failed me. Um, so obviously being near my tribe, my family, my tribe, I would never have joined. So without that in mind, I did jump on this opportunity to move to Colorado. Um, and Kim, who was one of the moms, she had been in the army for 20 years. And she, we talked here and there about stuff, you know, her experiences, um, what it was like. And after a while of living in Colorado, it was only a few months, I didn't want to be their child's ex-boyfriend living in their house, renting for cheap and working in retail for my whole life. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to go to college, but I didn't have the money to go to college. Um, and I just didn't want to see myself in a huge amount of debt. And so here I am, little old me, working a Burlington Coat Factory during the day, thinking about joining the military, then stripping at night at Q Nightclub in Colorado Springs. Yes, you heard that right. I was a stripper. I was like, where's my life going? Where, where is this going to end up? Like porn, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I may or may not have had an audition set up on the day I was supposed to leave for boot camp or MEPS or whatever, allegedly. Anyways, yeah, so I decided I did want to join at the time, and I didn't know what branch to join. I didn't want to go Marines because I just felt like I wasn't that, like, hardcore, whatever. So I walked into the Air Force office, and I swear that Air Force airman, whatever the fuck he was, gave me the snobbiest look you could possibly <laughs> give somebody. Like, why have you entered my airspace? And why are you breathing the same oxygen as me? It was just such a like a weird vibe I got from this person. And we talked a little bit, but I was like, eh, clearly you think you're shit and you're not. And so I was like, this is just isn't for me. So I didn't say that, but that's, that's what I was thinking. And so I ended up leaving. A few days later, came back, went to the army recruiter and talked to him, really cool guy really motivated guy. I mean, the dude was like at my house the next day asking me if I was ready to pack my shit, had like filled out my paperwork and everything. Like I swear army recruiters must go through like the tamale lady training because you talk to them once and they're at your door like every day. <laughs> you want tamales? I have tamales. 
you're joining, right? You're leaving right now? Tomorrow? When? I'll I'll see you at your I'll see you at your work. You work here and there, right? Okay, I'll see you there. I swear to God, it was like I was being stalked by this dude just to join the army. And too much for me. I felt extremely overwhelmed, and I was like, "This is just not for me," and I don't want to be part of this branch. So then I went to the Navy, and really cool guy, really laid back, just super chill about the whole process. Kind of just explained what his life was like. I don't even remember his name. I don't remember what he did. I just know he was on the ships all the time, and I thought I was going to be on a ship when I joined the military. Um, so I sold my car and never ended up in a ship. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good, and so I. Signed up. I decided to go with the Navy. I wanted to go in and as mass communications specialist first, which was basically public affairs, but they didn't have that position available for me. So uh, I told them I would be willing to take a medical position because I had already worked as a CNA. So when the position was made available, I packed my stuff and left. I, it was May 28th or 29th of 2008. And I never looked back. I still remember that first night... <laughs> getting into Great Lakes, getting off the buses late at night, doing the whole getting in lines and dealing with the RDCs, which RDC stands for Recruit Division Commander, which is like drill sergeant, basically. But the most potent memory from that process was the, that first phone call you get home. Um, here I am, you know, trying to start a new life, trying to find my identity, um, at, at this point, I'm 20, you know, I have a lot of distrust issues. I've been through a lot of shit, trauma, whatever. I remember making, picking up the phone and this RDC comes up to me and he did it casually. He didn't, I think, I don't even know why he did it, but he kind of like lifted my shirt up and said something like rude. And I don't remember exactly what he said prior to like kind of flicking at my shirt. And so it revealed my waistline. And I had a, I have a star tattoo there, a nautical star. And he, he yells at me. He's like, oh, what are you? Some sort of faggot. And I just looked at him and I was like, holy shit. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> what did I sign up for? Like, this is not what I expected. Like, already? Like, I already got singled out. Um, I, it was just kind of like, okay, so this is where I put my feelings away. I put my sexuality away. I put everything that I am, that I think I am away, and button up as a serviceman. And I did that for years, years and years and years. But ultimately, boot camp was not that bad. I mean, it had its moments. I had a lesbian RDC with short hair, short red hair. I will never forget her because she was like on me. I swear to God, she spotted me the very first day. Me, my other buddy who ended up being my next, the bunkmate next to me, who was also gay, uh, referred to as La Bamba the whole time. And it didn't help that my initials were RDC, which is again, stands for Recruit Division Commanders. Anytime they saw my initials on anything, it would just be like this <laughs> rant about, oh, I think I'm the RDC now or something. But yeah, I, it was it was a really good experience overall. Uh, looking back at looking back at it now, of all the crazy moments that you have, uh, nighttime ninjas. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Uh, sliding under the beds late at night. <laughs> Funny thing is, you know, after boot camp and everything, and me having gone through the corpsman training, well, I got to pick where I wanted to go, and I said I wanted to go to West Coast. Well, they sent me far West Coast to the Oriental East um, to. Okinawa with Marines, which originally that's what I had avoided. 
I don't know. I guess I didn't think I could hack it, but it ended up being the best experience in my life. Being a green side corpsman was the best part of my military career, and I couldn't have asked for a better first assignment in Okinawa, Japan, because the clinic that I had and the other corpsmen that I had were just so open-minded and just so cool and just a great group of people. Like I will never forget the Kinzer Aid group station. It was just such an amazing family we had. And I remember coming in that first day to the clinic. And these motherfuckers looked at my name and thought they were getting a girl. So they were taking bets and trying to find me on Facebook, or I think at the time it was MySpace, whatever. They were trying to find, trying to find me to figure out who the heck I was, what I looked like, who was going to hit on her first. And I walk in, and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Renee. And the look on their faces was just priceless because they were like, oh, so you're, okay. We thought, what, that I was a girl? I, at this point, I didn't care because, I mean, I'm used to it. People always think that Renee is a girl anyways. Uh, so it was kind of a running joke for a while. Aside from wanting to start a new life, be my own man, whatever you want to call it, I really just wanted to see what life was like in uniform. Also wanted to experience what it's like to go to war. And I did get that opportunity from that first duty station. I am happy to be a veteran. I am happy to have experienced the things that I have experienced, good and bad. I am relieved and I am in extreme appreciation for the people that have stepped into my life that have helped me come out as level-headed as I have considering some of the stuff that I've been through. I am happy that I am able to be this way because I know that there are people who haven't made it out of the darkness. And for a long time, I was in the dark psychologically and couldn't see a way out. My only way out was taking my own life. And I tried in, with multiple... <laughs> I tried multiple ways. There was the, it started to become a thing for me and it, it wasn't a good thing, obviously, um, but I'm just very happy to be alive. And I know that not every veteran is lucky to be able to reach out to people and meet people, meet other veterans and try to have an open line of communication to know, you know, that you aren't alone is very important to me. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I also started this podcast is just to connect with other veterans and see where they're at, see where they came from, what they've experienced. If they haven't seen it yet, remind them that, you know, there's still somewhere to go. There's still a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how far away you think it is, it's there. Trust me, because at one point I was in pitch black and I found that light. And it was thanks to other veterans that helped me see that light that I made it there. And so back to my blind grinder day. So... It's been a while since I've been on a date and my therapist has keep, keeps asking me to go on one and I'm just like, not that I'm anti-date, but I've been a recluse for so long, haven't we all? And so I, this person hits me up and grinder, no picture at all. He flat out said on there, I'm not going to share a face picture. I assumed he was probably down low or just maybe married. I don't know. I didn't care. And so we talked a little bit. Conversation seemed to go really well. Uh, he sent kind of a body picture. I didn't really care. Honestly, I was just looking to chat at the moment, but we decided to beat up. And I said, you know, 
<laughs> there's no face. We haven't exchanged face pictures. Should we just make this a blind meetup? And he said, yeah, he agreed. That would be fun. And I thought, yeah, that actually would be fun. I've never done that. And so we made plans and we met up today uh, at Uncle Julio's. It turned out that he was uh, another veteran as well. He just happens to be on the more, uh, what do you call it? I guess he's more straight, whatever. And so we had a really good time, great conversation. It wasn't a crazy wacko married or anything. It was just a really good conversation. And we talked about our experiences in the military on Veterans Day at Uncle Julio's, which is really interesting and fun. And oh, we were out. I saw all the veterans out there getting their meals, which reminds me, actually, I don't even think I got a discount tonight at all. Uncle Julio's, I don't think Uncle Julio's did anything. I don't know, the margaritas were okay. A little too sweet for my taste, but they were good. But yeah, so blind grinder date, first time in a long time um, that I've even been on a date. Um, I think it was more of a friend date. I think this is what I think women do, except on Bumble, where they have like Bumble friend dates, which I've always thought was strange because the one person in my life that did that just happened to meet like the weirdest girls. And I guess not to sound judgmental, but almost a little like, girl, you need some therapy. Like there's too much going on for me to try to entertain your levels of craziness right now. And I just met you. So I feel very fortunate that I met someone level-headed uh, on this friend date. Uh, now I can't make fun of that person anymore for always going on these weird random friend dates. And I apologize for the inconsistencies. I was trying to aim for putting an episode out every Sunday. Now it seems like every Wednesday. I may possibly be moving out of my home and selling my home. So I haven't decided. Well, I have decided. I think I do want to... <laughs> I have decided, I think, uh, I do want to sell my home just because of all the mess with HOA. And so I've started packing stuff for when that day comes. I'm not sure when, but I know it will come. So I just started packing crap up and selling stuff away. So I've just been like all over the place. Uh, so bear with me when I kind of get everything back in order with this podcast thing. Until then, I really appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Please help support this project, this podcast, whatever you want to call it by liking, subscribing, and commenting on whatever platform you're listening to, but specifically Apple Podcasts, because apparently that's where it counts. So thanks again for listening.